Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to In Other News, a podcast to expand your idea of what is impacting the veterinary world or veterinarians as humans. Brought to you by the Jack and Jay team and available at vetcandy.com. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe for free today at vetcandy.com. So our topic today is working with family. In other news, you mean working with family can be hard? Yes. Okay, I'm going to interrupt <laughs> you. I got to say, this is going to be one of my favorite topics. I just, I'm very what? excited to talk about this. It's going to be exciting for me, probably terrible for you, but I'm very excited to talk about it. Lots of stories to be shared uh, that probably shouldn't be shared. So, you know, in the um, efforts to to help other people, we're going to share some stories, I think. Right. Not in order to out each other's bad behavior in a professional setting, but in, to, in order to help our colleagues. Is that yes, right? Yes, of course. Okay. Under that guy. Of yes, course. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That's why we get up in the morning, right, is to help the profession move forward. I mean, that's why, that's, that's why I get up. I, I, I'm not sure why other people get that's the only reason i get up how can i help the veterinary community today and what can i provide to help my colleagues okay so now that we got that full disclaimer out we can move forward so for our new listeners to in other news dr j and i are actually family so we are twins who happen to both be veterinarians and uh, we grew up on the farm and any of you who are from an agriculture background recognize that if you grow up on a farm, a family farm, then you start working together with your family from the time that you can walk and carry buckets or unload feed bags. <laughs> so uh, we feel um, we feel like we can talk about this and maybe some of our experiences will mirror yours. And for those of you who are not yet working family, maybe we can help you make that decision one way or the other. And those of you who are working with family and not having the best time, well, we're going to offer you some tips um, on how to make that a more successful work exercise for all of you involved. And then from the final perspective, if you find yourself working in a family-owned practice or with colleagues who are related to each other, uh, we got some tips for that too. Maybe you can share some things with them that will help make everyone more comfortable in that uh, workplace. Okay, so so let's talk about it. So what do you think, do you, Jay? Do you think, so you've worked uh, with me on the farm. We were together in practice also, and we continue to collaborate from afar on cases. What do you think about working with family? Good, bad, what do you think? And well, I'm listening. Here's the, here's the uh, obligatory sharing moment in all these podcasts. I only I only have one, and, and it's just giving you a heads up. It's, it's about to happen. Are you ready for this? No, here, I know I'm you're not. not. It's, it you know, you're just, just going to vomit all over the place, and here comes my feelings, and is, and here they come. So listen, I think working with, listen, working with family, I've not had a bad experience with it, so I have nothing but positive reviews for it, both with my sister, my mother, my father. It's been a very rewarding experience. I can see how it can be troublesome, but that's only only with probably not very good communication or, or some other factors uh, kind of factor into it. But but I think working with family can be a hugely beneficial aspect of being a veterinarian. I mean, in many, many different ways, the least of which is I can just pick up the phone and call my sister, who is a veterinarian, and ask her a question and not 
have the when I just call another veterinarian, you feel you kind of it's just a dumb question to ask. I never that never even enters my mind because most of my questions aren't they're just usually common sense. But you know, she'll tell me, hey, listen, that's dumb. You should do it this way, or hey, do it this way. And and mm-hmm. yes, this is what I've seen. And there's never that weird awkwardness of what does this person think of me. That's a big thing for me because we all get ourselves put in these interesting positions. So. That's a long-winded answer for I don't have any bad experiences with it. So I think it's if you're lucky enough to have that, I think you should jump on it and take full advantage of it. And, okay. and that probably goes for, for more than just veterinarians, but for everything. Okay, so I'm going to say that that was like the PC version mm. <laughs> for working with family. Because I think working family can be actually can be difficult whether you are in the family or whether you're out of the family. And so, so I'm going to share something. And, and those of you, some of you are going to recognize this in your family and because maybe you've lived it and maybe the task was a little different. I'm sure there's many of you. So Jason, you'll remember this. Do you remember when we would heard things? When well, we were growing I remember up? This when is- we would try. <laughs> right. so, or we would do it so until we did it wrong. Right, right. And so when you're hurting animals, you know, hurting only works as every if everyone that's hurting the animals knows how to herd. But when you're 10, you're going to make mistakes about that. And so we would be uh, there. We would be out of the pasture with our dad herding things. And it would be us. And we were 10 or 11 or 12. I would be embarrassed to say we were older than that to make these errors. I'm sure we did. And you would live for the day that you didn't get sent back to the house early. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, so we'd be floating along and someone would make a mistake and you would just hear from our dad just get back in the house like because you were so worthless that you couldn't even be out there even though we needed all hands you couldn't even be out there and then the rest of the day you would just feel like oh you had just let the whole team down and i think uh, the reason i share that is because it translates even as we're adults is that you feel like you've let the whole team down working with family that's even more significant you know forgot to do something if you didn't put something back where it was supposed to go and your clinic team can't find when they need it and it's impactful then you feel like you've let the whole team down and so i think that can be one of the the things that is problematic when you go go into a professional setting with family however as dr j just shared with you that relationship can also be one of the things that makes it incredibly rewarding to work with family in a, a professional setting. Listen, um, I, think, so, I think you mistook what I said for being all great and glorified in the in the in the oh, world of family. No, no. There's lots of things that can go wrong. It's just when it goes wrong, it's your family and it's much easier it can be much easier to deal with. But the pressure to do well absolutely can be intensified. But you know, hopefully today we'll give you some uh, advice on how to kind of deal with that. That's just a built in yeah. pressure that you just got to deal with. Yeah, it is. And so we've got some tips from an article out of businessknowhow.com. And again, as we always do here at uh, In News, we're going to post the link to these tips for you on the website. And so uh, they list, um, let's see, they list nine things to help working with family members go well. Now, I will say at the outset, Jason, there are members of our family that I don't think I could work with successfully in a long-term situation. That's You're going to leave me out there as like the only <laughs> the only one saying that? That's interesting. So do tell. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think this goes like one of the, one of the, the like number one tip on this um, this article is understand and respect each other's true natures. So if you have like a rose colored view of your family member and you're not recognizing their tendencies and really the kind of person they are, then I think you're never going to really be able to effectively work with that family member. So I think that's key. And so that's why I say not all family members are, are cut out for this work environment. So there we have. Yeah. What do you think? Would you I, agree? I, I think that's 100% accurate. If you have that rose colored view of a family member and you try to put them in a position, you just that they can't do what we call that setting them up to fail. And that doesn't do well. For, right. I love the buzzwords, right? But that doesn't do well for anybody, the least of which is is whatever business you're in, especially the veterinary. You absolutely have to understand what people can deal with, what they can't deal with, how they're going to most likely react to certain situations and what their strengths and weaknesses are. But again, that's the ideal thing about the family. You grew up with these people. If you haven't recognized it by now, then you're just, you really haven't tried. And so you really need to understand, you really have a built-in advantage because you, you have you know, other experiences with these team members that other people yeah. don't have. So yeah, common shared experience. I think that that can make the family team really kind of head and shoulders above above others, unless you've worked together for a very long time. Okay, so they have that. And then another one I think is incredibly important. And I'd like to see what you think about this. So we worked together clinically in kind of a traditional situation in an emergency clinic. And if any of you have ever done emergency work, you know, keeping it professional is sometimes difficult, even if you're not working with family. So this one, um, this tip is to keep it professional. And so don't bring your family arguments into the workplace. I'm not sure we did that. <laughs> oh, we didn't at all. Like it was, but I mean, that is the nature of the beast. And I think that's, that's an interesting tip. I think if you can do that, of course, that would be, that would yeah. be great. But if you're able to, I, I think it's really funny when people say, I draw the line here and this doesn't pass this way. And I just think that people aren't necessarily living in the real world when they do that. Cause you sometimes can't yeah. help it because, because that's it doesn't true. matter what's going on. If you're, if you're having some sort of personal disagreement with, let's say you, with, with my sister, and then a dog comes in with a hit by car. Okay, one doesn't stop and the other one keeps going. It could be two crises at the same time. You just have to deal with it. But again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harken back to the fact that because your family, you're able to theoretically should have strong enough bonds to kind of deal with that. And I'm sure on that list is something about building trust. And that's where this comes in. You have to trust this mm-hmm. kind of these people and they're your family. And so you have to be able to deal with all this stuff. So no, we did I, not always do that for sure. No. But uh, yeah. and they also made these claims. <laughs> so. But but I would argue that that that, that trust is what you have to have to have a successful working relationship with anyone, be them family or for not. Sure. Yes, is it that that trust? And I will tell you that uh, when we didn't do that, it became a situation for the rest of the staff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a little bit like mom and dad were fighting, yes, even though we're both we, sister. Yeah, I'm you know, not saying staff, we ever did that on purpose. Like ha- I'm, yeah, I'm not saying we yeah. ever did that on purpose to have them choose sides, no. but uh, there was an odd number of people in there, so there was always a winner and a loser. Yes. Uh, just try to we tried to recruit them onto our side for sure. I didn't always win, but I got to tell you, I don't. I never lost. I don't ever remember <laughs> losing an argument, so it works out good for everybody. <laughs> it was excellent. Okay, so um, the other thing that's key, I think, too, is we're talking about a sibling relationship, but a lot of veterinarians go work with a parent because a lot of our our colleagues are inspired to enter the industry and the profession because of a parent who was working as a veterinarian, and so. One of the biggest tips for how to make working with family members work is to call that person by their professional title. So not dad, but 
either by first name or by doctor, so-and-so, whatever the rest of the staff calls them, that's what you got to call them to in a business sense. And, and I think that that can be hard at first, but I think that also helps you mentally that person now in their professional role rather than as your dad or as your mom. Yeah, so it, I helps. Think- it, yeah it absolutely helps draw that invisible line that I just squashed the, yeah. the rumor that it exists. But you have to at least try. Yeah. You can't just go in there and make, make a mess mm-hmm. of everything on purpose because then you won't be in business very long. But you have to try, and I do think mm-hmm. that that is – that is really important and, and very hard to be on. I think it's mm-hmm. not easy to go into a situation where you just want to say, come on, mom, and you, you have to mm-hmm. call the doctor so-and-so or, or it, it, it can be very – it's awkward, but you just have to get over it because the next day it won't be so awkward and then the next day it will be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so, it, so and, and here's something else that for people who are going to go work with family and who are apprehensive about how that's going to turn out because let's face it. Every family has its own set of dysfunction. And then when you add into that veterinary medicine, which is such an emotionally charged profession anyway, it can be very difficult. And then you add on top of that, you add clients into the mix. And we all know the clients don't necessarily lie to you, but they don't tell you the truth. And so you really, you really have some things that really impact your ability to communicate and work well effectively. So another tip here is to consider investing in resources that will support better communication. And so if you are apprehensive at all before you get started in that work relationship, talk with a trained professional together as a team. And maybe you could do that. You, you might want to do this for your entire clinical team and have someone come in and talk with you about strategies for communication, recognizing that you you may have to do some overt professional things that didn't occur to you in order to enhance communication among your team and uh, make listen, a good working I, I, relationship. I wish someone had told us that before we started. We just kind of had to muddle through everything on our own. No we, didn't get any, we didn't get any professional help. Luckily, your sister is like a natural communicator, right? Which sister? Who? <laughs> so, but that's the second time you've used that word communication. I love that word. It's a great word. I know it's a buzzword. It's super important. And as I get, you know, moving on in years, it becomes very important. And I realized that, yeah. listen, another self self-inspection moment. I was a terrible communicator. I'm only a bad one. I've graduated to a bad one at this point, but at least I realized the importance of it. And and going into business with family is is all about communication. Everyone's got to know their role, got to expect, you know, got got to accept their role and, and communicate. But we've mentioned that word at least three times now with different reasons. So it is very important that, and, but you're right, that's true for almost every business and every team, but it's, I would say, especially for, for being, uh, mm-hmm. working with family. And, um, you know, I haven't had the pleasure of working for our father in a, in a veterinary practice. I can't imagine how interesting that would be. You know, I, I never, <laughs> that, that, you know, I never thought about. You know, these older veterinarians have a different way about doing medicine, and and the younger veterinarians have a much different way. So that that dichotomy has got to be an interesting situation. I'd love to see how we would handle that in our family. So. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? So imagine the new grad, right, who's maybe twenty or thirty years graduated after the parent they're going to go work for. And these days, Batril's not the be-all, end-all, like the last antibiotic we're ever going to need, as it may before. <laughs> before. Yeah. And vitamin I, ivermectin, 
you know, can be interesting. Anyway, um, I think that's true. So imagine not only being a new associate and wanting to kind of change some of the routine practices in a clinical setting. Imagine that's your dad or your mom. Wait, are you, are you, are you, are you implying that after so many years, clinicians get set in their ways and they don't want to change that, that wouldn't, that would never happen to you, right? No, it it just never happens. We're all dynamic and we all expect, we all deal with change very well. So I don't know where, what that's about. Yeah, As humans, I, I, especially I, veterinarians, yeah, veterinarians we're so do with that, pain sure. incredibly well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially in our family. That's all the only family we can relate to, right? And so it, it would the be – The only one we have. It could be catastrophic, right? It might be – you can't be sending people home uh, no. <laughs> in the middle of the business day, right? I don't need that kind of help. Is it going to work when you got clients around, right? So – uh, so there has to be a little bit better community, and, that, and I don't think that would happen. But we, yeah. we kind of poke fun. That was but, that was the best. That was yeah. the best for that, those of that you. Work, can... That works on a farm or a ranch. Does not necessarily work in a yeah. clinical setting. But I guarantee you, people have been wanting to say that for ever since parents have worked with kids. They've been wanting to say yeah. that out loud. Go right. home. I don't need that kind of help. Right. Right. So so we have a couple things that you should avoid saying to family members when working in a professional setting. Number one, get in the house. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I just don't need that kind of help. <laughs> right, right. Sure. Number three, right. number three, do you think you're going to show up on time tomorrow? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, right. that would, so, yeah. so that gets back. So an- another tip here from the actual professionals here on this in this article are to respect roles and responsibilities. And so I think that those sorts of comments get back to that. And so I think uh, recognizing, and you and I both try to do this, we don't say anything to each other in a professional setting that we wouldn't be willing to say to any other colleague working with us. In that same setting, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's a big issue for people. So I can recognize that, yeah, I don't have to necessarily be a super polite and use the same sorts of language with my brother that I would have to with another colleague unless we're in a professional setting. And what that does help value that that other family member's role and ability and position within the work team uh, rather than devalue it by saying that I don't have to treat them as well as I treat everyone out because they're family. Yeah, and I, I think that's another advantage key. of the situation for sure. And, that, and, oh, and, yes. and um, I do think that that is something that, that, cause it is heated in the veterinary. We've all been there. It's a, sometimes it gets, I don't understand it. When you step back, why do we get so upset? But it doesn't matter in the heat of the moment, you're upset about something and you do t- listen, I tend to see you as my sister at that point, not necessarily a colleague. You just, you just yeah. cannot go down that road because I'm not, we never did. We, I don't think we ever did that. Uh, which is great because I'm not sure there is a path back. I think at that point it, it becomes, you know, it's nothing's unforgivable, but I think it becomes very, very difficult to to come back from that. Not not well, between it, it is. The, but for the business, for the for the relationship for the with other people there. Yeah. I think it would be hard it's hard for then the rest of the clinical care team to view that person with respect. Yeah. You know, if you've torn them down and and so I think that part of that though uh, is the fact that you recognize that I am a direct communicator by nature and sometimes can't help myself. And you're much more laid back. And so sometimes it's possible I popped off. <laughs> right. No, no, I don't think a so. Little but, bit but I, I get what you're saying. But, I, for, but, I, I forgot the tips. I forgot the tips, right. people. Yeah, you didn't. And uh, uh, luckily. I'd say that for sure. Yeah. Plus, it was, emergency, it was at that point, it was emergency medicine. And it was just, you know, 
it's midnight, yeah. 1 a.m. It's just everyone knows it's just a whole different but, world at that point, right? Just well, having so, a family member who yeah. you've already worked in communication with who respects your true nature and understanding that mine is to pop off right quite directly and that person being a little bit more mature and and just letting it go and then talking about it later outside the presence of staff but all of those go back to communication management style and so i think probably the best tip that i see in this list of nine is probably going to be get some professional help <laughs> right yeah wait a minute are you saying if you're going to work with family you need to go see a therapist before you even start oh that's interesting yeah. i'm saying it's not a bad plan yeah, not a bad plan right yes oh. might save you some pain but uh but anyway the and also working with family i think it's a plan i think it can help you with some of the veterinary well-being issues that we're facing in our profession today but only if you do it in such a way that that you have good open communication to help that functional relationship yeah, I think you have to, especially from the outset, it has to be a family. It's like everything else you do as a family. You should do it. You should talk about it. You should come back to it. You should make sure it's the right thing to do because it may not be the right thing for every family, right? As much as I yeah. say it's the be all end all, that's just how it is for me. And it may not be the right thing for every family. People may coexist better working for other people, working in different places. It just may be, you know, oh. you, but you have to have that conversation before you make, you know, any kind of unilateral, yeah. unilateral decisions. But I think, you know, I've worked in at least a thousand different doing relief work and I've worked with husbands and wives who own a practice together man as staff sometimes we know those two people shouldn't be working together and furthermore perhaps they shouldn't be married you know it can be very difficult <laughs> it can be very yeah, difficult and right. so uh, so it's tricky and so I think recognizing how you you impact staff is one thing that most staff would be grateful grateful for so so that's uh we have today for you on in other news working family we will again post the link for nine things to do as co-working family members to make it all work which is a lovely article on businessknowhow.com and uh thank you so much for joining us on in other news a podcast to expand your idea of what's impacting the veterinary world or veterinarians as humans brought to you by the jack j team and available at vetcandy.com you're not a subscriber, please subscribe for free today at vetcandy.com. It's simple, it's sweet, and it's what you should be doing. And we'll see you next time on In Other News. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.